Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Doctors have known for several years that the heads of autistic children grow more rapidly in size after birth than the heads of their non-autistic peers. But the reason for this change was unclear. This week, writing in the journal Brain, researchers at the University of California, Davis, have been able to shed some light on this phenomenon. I spoke to first author on the paper, Mark Shen, to find out more. The objective was to try and identify any brain anomalies that were present in babies or infants as young as six months of age that might be predictive or associated with a later diagnosis of autism. And we were able to do that because we studied babies that were the younger siblings of children that were already diagnosed. So you may know that if you already have an older sibling that has been diagnosed with autism, you're 20 times more likely to be diagnosed yourself. There's about a one in five chance of that. And so um, and we recruited those kids as early as six months of age, and then we followed their development prospectively. Every three months they came in for an intensive behavioral assessment to look for early behavioral signs of autism. And then we also did MRI or magnetic resonance imaging, brain scans every six months. And the idea was once we can confirm their autism diagnosis, which currently is, is done between two and three years of age, then we can go back to the data to find something in their MRIs and in their brains that might be associated with the later um, autism diagnosis. And what exactly did you find? So what we found was that the infants that went on to develop autism later in life, by the time that they were six months of age, we detected a brain anomaly called extraaxial fluid. So this is cerebral spinal fluid that's between the surface of the brain and also your skull. And it was elevated compared to typically developing infants as early as six months of their life. And this fluid, what we found, remained elevated at 12 months of age and through 18 and 24 months of age. In addition to that, the amount of cerebral spinal fluid were predictive of how severe their autism symptoms were when they were diagnosed, so two years later. Is it possible that this extra-axial fluid, which is unusual fluid that's found around the brain in these young infants that go on to develop autism, is it possible that this might actually be one of the causes of autism? So it's a great question, and it's currently unknown. And through an MRI study, we're not able to determine for certain if it has a causal role in autism. But our hypothesis is that it could be involved in altering the brain development of these kids. Cerebral spinal fluid actually has really two functions. If you imagine cerebral spinal fluid is produced and then continually circulating throughout the brain. So what it's doing is it's delivering growth factors or molecules that are important for the brain to develop, delivering that to different parts of the brain. 
And then on the way out, as it's continually exiting the brain, it's also removing toxins and byproducts of metabolism that is occurring in the developing brain. And so there should be a free-flowing exchange of cerebrospinal fluid as it's continually being produced and then being absorbed. And what's happening with these kids is that it's not being absorbed at the same rate, and so it's accumulating. And so when you see the images of an excessive amount of cerebrospinal fluid, what you're seeing is that the fluid is not being recycled or absorbed, and so it's accumulating, and it may be altering the concentration of these growth factors and also these byproducts of metabolism such that in other studies, it's been shown that when this concentration of growth factors is changed, it actually can affect the way that neurons are produced and the way that neurons migrate to different parts of the brain early in life. And that very well could affect the way normal brain development takes place. That's really interesting. Are there any implications for perhaps diagnosis or treatment of autism in the future? That is exactly what our hopeful objective was, to be able to aid in early detection of autism. And so what needs to happen now, the important thing is to be able to replicate this finding. And so we've already begun some follow-up studies here at the University of California, Davis, as well as collaborating with other research institutions. And if we're able to do that, the hope is that being able to detect a brain marker in these infants as early as six months of age will aid in the behavioral detection of symptoms such that we can start early intervention sooner. And the reason why that's important is because what is undisputed in autism is that the earlier you intervene and start behavioral therapy, the better the outcomes are in the long term for the child. And so that's what motivates us here, and that's also what we hope will improve the lives of families and individuals that are living with autism.